0: All right, welcome back to flicks the podcast. This is our first episode of 2022. Uh, I think actually we released a, a review of Come on Come on and uh Belfast, but that was done at, before. I believe so. So this is actually our first episode of 2022. Audio episode. Right. And so we're going to talk about a a few things that happened in movies. uh, Because this is a movie discussion uh, podcast. Uh, My name is Mike. And like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. And let's start with a couple of big items that uh, shocked the world. 2022 started with some really bad news. Uh, We got four big celebrity deaths that we should pay uh, tribute to uh betty white famous uh comedian she passed away right before her 100th birthday which is uh, that, that that's what really sucks right and they were going to do this big celebration about her life and her career and she yeah it's uh it's, it's an unfortunate uh, uh passing but i mean at least but living she, up to 99 it's no no um <laughs> small feat whatever small it's. It's a lot, very a long, long life, life, yeah. And then there is also filmmaker Peter Bondanovich, who is also known as a kind of a film historian. Uh, and he also also an actor. Uh, he has appeared in some, such shows as like The Sopranos, which I think a younger audience maybe re- recognize him for that. But he is a kind of uh, a, a well-established filmmaker. Did uh, the Last Picture Show and What's Up, Doc and Paper Moon, and also kind of uh, also very known for his uh, historian expertise on uh, filmmakers like John Ford and Orson Welles he passed away he was 82 uh yeah i mean another kind of a, a sad story yeah i think he best known for his scarves and his glasses <laughs> yes <laughs> he has an iconic look yes uh and i think that that uh, worked very well when he uh, performed in film and t- television i think he uh, i think people kind of just you might not know his films but you definitely know his look or his iconic kind of uh acting yeah, yeah yeah i mean he was he was a total big fan of movies I, I always seen him in uh red carpet premieres and stuff like that and and of course like amc stuff and stuff like that i mean he'd always you know just like uh, scorsese and uh uh you know he was one of them he was he was a fan from from the beginning Mm-hmm uh raymond i think you saw last picture show you see are you are you familiar yeah, with it
1: that's the only that's the only one of his movies that i saw but yeah i mean it's a pretty uh ter- terrific movie and um i mean it, it's definitely a, a sad passing to uh to uh, lose a great great filmmaker even though his his last movie um that Owen Wilson movie, I think, had a pretty bad reputation. Yeah, it's like his best work was was
0: in the seventies, and uh, I think we always kind of uh, forget that he was part of that new wave, that Hollywood wave of uh, filmmakers that included Scorsese, included uh, uh, De Palma and, and Spielberg and Lucas. He was part of that generation, but I think we only know him as kind of the historian and you know like he was very famous for him uh for his interviews with john ford and also his relationship with orson wells and and that type of stuff yeah it's, it's just uh yeah another kind of i mean like 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 i said this year started with a lot of unfortunate deaths uh sydney poitier also passed uh passed away i mean this right. is a legendary a one legend uh a uh, uh, screen legend kind of the uh kind of i would say like the the one who broke the barriers uh uh, concerning african-american actors he was the first uh male black male actor to win an oscar Uh, the Mm -hmm. second african-american to win an oscar uh after um uh hattie hattie um hattie mcdowell yeah yeah uh from uh from uh gone Gone with with the Wind. wind gone with the wind so uh, a very important person in film
1: history. And also had a long career as uh, a film director and making like a bunch of great comedies over the years. Well, he,
0: mostly known for *Stir Crazy* as far as as
1: far as the direction goes. Um, *Uptown*, *Uptown Saturday Night*. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, I think uh, that was a shocker because uh, you kind of forget kind of the legacy he leaves. Uh, I think you, you know. You know, he kind of passed the mantle to 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 Denzel, Denzel. Washington and Will Smith, mm-hmm. those two, and I think uh, it's in you know again an incredible loss. Um, let's talk about also kind of the biggest shock that uh, people are still talking about is uh, comedian Bob Saget. Sure, I mean uh, 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 he was barely sixty. Was he? Was he sixty? plus or whatever was it was it it was, was it? 65 He was 65 when they found okay. him in a hotel in florida he was still on he was touring uh yeah but i mean i think a lot of people took this to heart because he is kind of almost known as uh american's dad you know uh, everyone's favorite dad well the full full house in the uh um the uh oh uh, uh what was that america's got talent or was that? Was that? What was Mer- not America's Got nah, Mer- uh, America's yeah, funniest home video. Um, yeah, there you go. That's, yeah, yeah. Th- th- those two were huge. Um, not only paychecks, but those were just that made him a household name and stuff. And uh, so that um, that alone I, I, uh, could have a, a, a could have a, a career a set. Deal. What was that, Raymond? I think Sidney Poitier is a bigger deal. Oh, of course, but uh, it was just uh, Sidney Poitier was uh, th- he was at that oh, age uh,
1: up there in age, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah so that's uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I didn't want to start the podcast with these these sad news, but I think we should acknowledge that uh, these celebrities have passed on. Well, let's get to uh, some of the news bits because I think the news. Uh, 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 let's just talk about some of the news that came out this past week. Um, I think a big news that came out earlier this week was, the, and, it, and it shocked me, was that. Uh, Turning Red which is a Pixar film that was supposed to come out in March is going to be uh, released straight to uh, Disney Plus just uh, exclusively for s- streaming. And I am not good uh, it looked like garbage. Really you think so because I thought it was it was okay for maybe that's the same quality which you what you expect for a Pixar film.
1: But I thought it was interesting no. Uh, I, I think they've already released much better looking movies straight to disney plus i mean like look look how great soul think, was and they I put that might. straight to disney plus even like a me kind of mediocre movie like luca but which was still looked much better than uh uh turning red straight to disney plus i don't i don't understand uh, th- this belongs on disney plus this was made for disney plus. sure but i think i think it's interesting that that
0: disney has put on these uh you know, because this is not the first time they have used, uh, Pixar movies for their platform for Disney, for Disney plus, I thought it was very odd that they have been turning to Disney plus. It seems like Disney plus is uh, becoming more of a important part of their distribution, uh, uh, um, schedule or, yeah. or,
1: yeah, or, it's true.
0: Well, I thought, I thought by, um, by them announcing this, uh, it, it kind of falls into their Disney plan. I mean, it, uh, it for Disney, uh, there's nothing. I mean, after Boba Fett, uh, they got nothing else right for Disney plus. So, or do they? I'm not sure what it was. What, what was next? I'm not sure um, what is season two? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it, So they got they got they need something to sell Disney plus and this and this is a movie that appeals to kids. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones who, you know, will complain to their parents, you know, I want to see I want to see this movie. They're going right. to, you know, promote it on the on those Nickelodeon shows and stuff like that where mm-hmm. the kids watch and they'll say, "Yeah, all right. Order it." That's it. The 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 reason they are, they're they're going to be releasing on stream this on streaming service uh, Disney Plus is because they 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 say it's cuz the surge of of COVID-19, particularly the Omicron variant, and uh, this is the reason why they're going to be releasing it. It's set for March 11th uh yeah like i said i mean i thought it was strange that they're con- continuing this they're going to continue this because soul was uh was a pr- uh, released on disney plus right, right uh and the other one luca luca was released and i i thought that was um, i mean i mean it's i don't know is there any other film in pixar's that's uh it's going to be released in theaters this year i guess uh the light the buzz Lightyear movie oh right right, right Lightyear,
1: which mm-hmm. is i guess is uh set for summer i, I be. S- I wouldn't be surprised if that goes straight to Disney plus also mm, I don't know
0: I, I think this one
1: they're willing to
0: to gamble on to to make those um, like crap yeah but the, the, uh, I'm saying it's it's gonna be appealing to kids and they're the ones that I know will get you they'll get I'm, you to just, signs for Disney plus again because they got nothing they got nothing
1: but I'm just saying I'm just saying if they put soul and if they put Luca they're definitely going to, pr- They're de- this one just made all the sense in the world. And I would not be surprised if Lightyear also ends up going on there too.
0: Okay. I mean,
1: or if not, if not, it'll, it'll probably have the Encanto treatment where it's like on there after like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's another interesting thing. They, yeah, it seems like there's an emphasis to put some of these films quickly on Disney plus. Yeah. I, I found that just very, uh, interesting that disney plus is probably it's becoming more of the the importance It's taking a more of a, a important part of their kind of uh, distributing deal or
1: you know plan mm-hmm. for these films their new disney channel yeah i guess so yeah. absolutely yeah yeah for i guess for their more expensive content i guess
0: yeah what's weird is that the, it they still have the best uh, streaming service i mean as far as quality goes they, i think that they- yeah. Do
1: they still make content for Disney Channel?
0: <laughs> well, they released those. Uh, they, they released all those uh, um, uh, Marvel movies in, on IMAX, and I think that was a brilliant move. Mm. So. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the next topic, which is uh, interestingly enough, uh, Pig director Michael Sk- Skarnovsky. Is that how you say it? Oh, uh, I don't know. Sure. Uh, I- Michael Skarnovsky is uh, his the new director of the Quiet Place spinoff. Mm-hmm. Well, I should say he's in negotiations to direct the next film and this is going to be set in the Quiet Place universe and it's it's apparently the it's based on an original idea from John Krasinski who helmed the first two installments.
1: Uh what's your thoughts on this? So because- is this do, you, do we know if this is going to be like a direct continuation to Quiet Place Part 2 because Quiet Place Part 2 like I minor spoilers if you haven't seen the movie but it ends on a giant cliffhanger. And I got me, it left me like really excited for what the next installment is going to be. And like, are they like really going to make a spinoff that's like, has nothing to do with like, where the movie, you know, with that cliffhanger. And like, we, we have to, how many years do we have to wait till we see the actual continuation to this movie?
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I think John Krasinski is probably working on that, right? I, I, the third film of that uh, film, that franchise. But yeah, well, there's the, a television series, right? Is there, is there? There's also a television series on the works and I'm not sure if that's a prequel. Well, not no, not necessarily a prequel, but um uh, an, uh, uh another another the uh, an attack from another angle. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's either of mm-hmm. that or um or just, you know, a future look like t- you know t- you know 20 years in the future or whatever. Um uh or I don't know. I mean, it could be yeah. The Tomorrow War. I don't know what it is. You know. <laughs> well, this this one is definitely set in the universe, so this is not going to so be. Is a- this
1: the one that was?
0: Is this the one that was going to be directed by Jeff uh, Nichols at one point? Right. Jeff Nichols was previously previously attached to write and direct this spin-off, but he departed last year, and now he is. Oh, okay. So he's off. He's he's developing a new sci-fi project for at Paramount, but Sternovsky original project probably yes i think so but sarnovsky uh, or sarnovsky is uh, is the one who's just got signed on to to take over essentially and so he is going to be directing this new version now i don't know if he's going to rewrite the series or rewrite the the screenplay or is he going to is there a screenplay already done but uh just based on what we have seen in pig i think it's going to be an, it's an interesting choice to use him as as the director for or as the the visionary for this new you know direction of the of the franchise i'm mm-hmm. a i'm a big fan of pig i'm a I, I, and part of it was because of the director and his his uh, visual aspects of of what he did to that movie and so uh, he's still a young guy so I, I he also wrote the screenplay right he yeah. co-wrote co- that the screenplay for pig with his producing partner i believe her name was vanessa block but uh yeah i, I but a big part of why I love Pig was the, the screenplay, yes, but also the visual aspects. I think he's a really—it was a really strong debut from a guy who came out of nowhere. I think, but yeah, what's your thoughts on Sarnowsky uh, Cern, uh, and his his visual, his visual look, and his visual kind of techniques, and how would he apply that well, to this franchise?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I share your sentiment for um, uh, the for the director. I thought I think I think also Pig is one of the best movies of twenty twenty one and um yeah i guess what i kind of hope is that he gets a bit of handle or a bit a bit of control also on, on the story and gets to kind of craft the screenplay because i i he seems to be a really good kind of writer and director and um i i would like like you know as a combo and I, I would like if he has you know kind of full control on it on, on the story and, and screenplay so maybe a spin-off does make sense if he's going to be directing it uh, and so it doesn't have to like interfere with like, uh, whatever John Krasinski's building for his trilogy. Um, but what is he going to bring to it as a, as a director? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. It might be, um, well, I, I think one of the things I like about both quiet place movies is that they're both very like character driven. And you know, one what, what I loved about pig is I was expecting it to be, you know, like a taken knockoff and ended <laughs> up being like a very char- character driven drama and um so I'm, I'm sure we'll get something like that um he's, he seems like actually like a very good fit um but yeah i don't, I don't know what he'll bring to it necessarily
0: yeah uh, me and mike were talking about michael Sarnoski uh earlier in, in the week before this was announced and uh, we were hoping that uh his next project would you know he would um you know we were hoping the best for him. um we were saying you know because pig was definitely one of our best Films of the year, um, and we're hoping that he's to carry on that that you know the legend as legendary directors as far as goes. You know, we need more Scorsese's, we need more Brian De we need more, you know, even Soderberghs and stuff like that. You know, even you know yeah. Christopher Nolan's and stuff. You know, so, so um, we're we are, we're hoping the best for him, and this is a project that. I think if it's if they got the same team or whatever for the Quiet Place Two, of course John Krasinski going to be producing it, so he's going to have his hand in it as well. So I think it's a good project for him to, be, to take on because if, if he's going to take on a big big production, this is going to be a, a more safer than just one out of the blue, like 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 a Netflix movie or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, where he'll, he'll have full control. I'd rather have him, you know. Uh, work with someone who he admires, which is John Krasinski, of course. And uh, I'd rather him, you know, learn more as far as b- bigger budgets because it's it's a stepping stone. It's it's
1: yeah, but but I I do also hope that they they that it's not just him that they also bring over the the producing partner that we're, that Michael was talking about earlier. Uh, yeah. what was her name, Mike? I believe it's Vanessa Block. Right, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, bring, bring the, te- bring the pig team to this movie. That's well, what I want. It, to.
0: it was just, uh, you know, the pig is just lightning in the bottle as far and, as and, we know and bring, and bring
1: Nick cage <laughs> why not? And, why not? and bring even the pig. The,
0: yeah. Cause even the DP <laughs> yeah, was good. And, let's and, take and f- a
1: prequel to <laughs> quiet place.
0: <laughs> I can live with that. Cause even the DP was, uh, did phenomenal work on that, on that movie. And he was, a you know, he's not, you know, a well-known DP, at as far as it goes um and the movie looks beautiful yeah yeah I mean, yeah
1: very very well done
0: so um but in in this quiet place 3 if
1: it if it works out i mean we'll find it we'll find out eventually if he's got the stuff or if he it but was i just hope um i hope when this movie comes out though that they also release it along with the trailer for a quiet place part three because it is a quiet place come 3. O- no well it's, no, a, it's a spin-off a spin-off it's a, yeah but it is a because, quiet place part three
0: no, it's a spinoff. It's a, a different. It, it's in the Quiet Place universe. Oh, okay, all right. Well, same thing. It's, mm.
1: it's probably not with the. It's probably not with the main family. Probably not. I'm assuming. Maybe maybe it's with um.
0: It's probably most likely uh, to take place in a different city
1: and different town. No, uh, but it could be. It could be some of the characters that we that we met like in the we because we're introduced to a lot of characters in the Quiet Place Part Two. Um, I I don't remember um. Uh, like uh, Killian Murphy's in a minute in the movie, maybe we get some some backstory with him or uh, Giant Moon Hansu. Yeah, they could end up doing that
0: too. I mean, but I I would assume they'll leave that alone for quite, you know for for John Kuczynski to take you know, to, yeah, to that, take that direction. But uh, yeah, you know, like I look, we don't know yet. I mean, I, we still—he's still a young director, and I just wish the best because I really think he has the potential to become one, of the, like a David
1: Fincher or whatever, like a, a really big uh, filmmaker. Um, so this, let me let me ask you, Mike, before we we switch to the next topic, would you be disappointed? Because uh, I'm expecting this the Quiet Place spinoff to be like a very kind of character driven. Uh, Horror film, like kind of like the first two Quiet Place movies, maybe even smaller budget, so even more character driven than those two. Mm-hmm. But it, what if it's not? What if it's like more like a, of like a big, like the biggest Quiet Place one yet, and it takes place like in the city or something like when this all like really broke out, kind of like the opening of Quiet Place two, but like you know extended for a whole film. Would that would that be a uh, disappointing direction for you? Or w- a, you're basically talking Cloverfield. <laughs> I guess so in a way. Well, because
0: the only thing that interests me in this, this, this news item was that (laughs) Michael Sarnofsky got another job, (laughs) you know, it's not really because of the quiet place stuff. I couldn't care less if there's a sequel. I
1: mean, like, would you, would you, would you be disappointed if they hired him to do something that's more action oriented or would you, or or would you want it to be more of a character?
0: Well that's a, well see one. that's I'm assuming they hired him because they want to do more character driven stuff and I'm assuming that he agreed or he wanted to uh, pursue this project because he wants to dabble into you know uh green screen type of uh, filmmaking uh, special effects yeah and I'm sure I think he's he picked I think he's actually a very smart guy I think he's using this because it's more character driven it's not really highly or heavy on the CGI that he is able to, he'll able to use these techniques and learn about these uh, special effects techniques. So when he does do something bigger, Maybe a Marvel movie, because I think he has said that he loves uh, comic movies, that, uh, that that he'll be at least uh, knowledgeable about some of these techniques, some of these CGI techniques and how to shoot them and how to shoot them, you know, to make it look more real. Because a, a, lot, a lot of filmmakers out there just don't know, and they get hired to do these projects and th- they fall on their face. And I think he's, he's smart enough to know that, uh, let me just use this and it's, you know, it's a smaller project. And I hope that's the case uh because I think he's he's a he could potentially could be our, the next big filmmaker yeah and maybe it'll be a, a prequel like um what happened to scoot McNary and uh and his character and what made him an asshole and you know quite too, yeah <laughs> Okay, let's get to the next topic, uh, Final Destination. <laughs> another oh, big... <laughs> man. So this is a very uh, surprising uh, story because uh, Spider-Man director John Watts is, has hopped on to the Final Destination franchise, and he is serving as a producer on this new one. And so John Watts, who's now behind the kind of the, the world breaking record breaking Spider Man No Way Home, is now has joined the creative team behind New Line's la- relaunch of this series, the Final
1: Destination series,
0: which is a horror series.
1: And he wrote, and he wrote the um, the first draft or whatever, or the the story treatment, I believe. For I the believe movie.
0: so. I believe he also wrote the treatment, and the story for what what this is, and this is for an HBO Max original film so uh yeah so he has hopped on and as a producer he also wrote the treatment and story so this is something i i'm assuming that he is a fan of the final destination mm-hmm. uh yeah so like i because we're we're fans of the no way home i and then but i always the question the big question was like what is john watts capable of of doing once he's away from marvel once once away from uh these comic movies because we don't really know he's still still question mark although he has directed some of the bigger spider-man films in in, in history he and, but is, he's not he's not finished with marvel as well he's new in fantastic four that's true that's true but yeah we, he's still uh it's still it's still i'd like to see what so he, are you
1: is he gonna is he gonna direct this no. final destination no. reboot yeah. also I'm no movie. he's just
0: producing he's just producing
1: okay yeah i mean yeah we, re- we really don't i mean don't know that much about john watts besides spider-man because he's only i guess before that he was known for cop car and clown and i mean it, it, you go from that to the, the spider-man moves that's, that's such a leap but i so in a way i mean I, I guess it kind of makes sense he's going back to his clown roots you know yeah horror roots in a way i mean he is a horror guy i guess um I don't know. I'm assuming that this is going to be some type of meta reboot or something. Mm -hmm. Because the I I think the the Final Destination franchise is not very good. Um, I really liked the first movie, and I thought the the, you know each installment of the sequels have their moments, have their kills or whatever. But they're all just kind of like lazy rehashes, and I think they kind of uh, from an acting and like a production standpoint they each got you know lazier and weaker as they went along and um yeah well i i, I could only imagine them doing a, a sequel to this if if it's or a reboot if it's like some sort of like meta some meta commentary on on the on the franchise or something i guess kind of what they're probably doing with the new screen movie
0: <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i thought you know this is about, this is because of Scream is in the mix now, and if Scream becomes a huge hit, we don't know yet because it hasn't hasn't been released. Well, it's it's now playing in theaters, but we don't know the, the box office numbers just yet. But I think if Scream is a huge hit, Final Destination, this project particularly, is going to have a bigger kind of um, you know eye on it and uh, might potentially become a, a theatrical release rather than a HBO release. But yeah, Rich, you got that's. Well, be, uh, as far as him uh, being a horror fan, then it's very possible that he, he he was a fan of Final Destination and it's very even more possible that he already had, uh, you know, some kind of treatment ready for him to take over a, a, Final, fan, a Final Destination film but way back in the day, you know, he probably had a pitch, you know, who knows a long time ago mm-hmm. and and. and all he's got to do is dust it off and put a, you know, just do a few tweaks and produce it. I mean, that's well, what, it's that's, it's, uh, it's kind of easy, right? It's just you get a bunch of kids and just come yeah. up with, you know, crazy ways for them to die. I mean, that's kind of the the simple way to kind of describe these type of these films, these uh, Final Destination films. It's just we're watching kids die in a kind of crazy way, and that's the kind of I guess the fun of it. They're not. They're not really. Kind of doesn't take a brain surgeon <laughs> to really, you know, uh, do do anything. I mean, that's. I think that's why fans love this movie because they just like to see, you know, these wild uh, death scenes. The franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, if if he knows what the fans want, then he he'll know what to do with it. So, you know, I, it's not my. i'm not gonna buy a ticket i'm not gonna buy a ticket or whatever anytime Mm -hmm. soon so Mm -hmm. i i don't care
1: first one don't you rich
0: i saw i saw the first one yeah yeah the first one was good first one was really good yeah it but it got more and more ridiculous i mean it's
1: you never you never know this reboot though could be like could be easily be the best one since the original yeah uh (laughs) it depends i mean it depends what 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 exact approach they're taking They, they could I don't know. They could. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming they're going to go more meta with it. That they're going to because it's not just scream. There's. There's another horror. Horror. There's a lot of horror stuff that's been like getting very meta lately. Either meta or the like social commentary. (laughs) Well,
0: it's. It's the horror. Uh, It's the uh, the Halloween success. The 19 uh 2018 Halloween success. I mean it just sparked up, uh, sequels or whatever, prequels or whatever, spinoffs, or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So th- that's what we got with scream. And that's Do you think they'll,
1: do you think they'll bring back, um, uh, maybe the, the, uh, the cast from the original movie and they'll do like a Wes Craven's new nightmare where it's like, um, the actors of that movie are now being killed or something no, like that? no, no. Cause that's, that's a, that's a, that's a way that you could bring back the original cast and, um, still, um, Still, um, you know keep it canon or whatever
0: i don't think the those these final destination films were um you know that um no one even knows who the the original cast were and stuff like that all right let's get to our last item of the day is michael bay is uh, teaming up with uh gareth evans and patrick hughes uh, to for a reimagining of uh, Gareth Evans' classic action film *The Raid*. This is for Netflix, which I thought that was interesting. Uh, Pactor Hughes, who's I guess he's done for uh, *Hitman's Bodyguard* and *Hitman's Body* or *Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard*, the sequel, is going to direct it. He, he is co-writing the script with uh, an actor, uh, uh, an Australian actor, I guess he's friends with uh, James Beaufort, and. Um, yeah. So this is, a, I, 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 I thought this first, I thought this was strange because I thought the raid remake was in the hands of John or what's his name? Gareth Evans. No. uh oh. Joe
1: Carnahan, Joe Carnahan. Joe Cart. Yeah, yeah. Well, he departed it, right? Oh, he, did he uh, last year? Was it okay. I didn't read that. I think I so, heard him saying in an interview. I think I heard him saying in an interview.
0: And so he was going to do that with Frank Grillo, right? They were, they were teaming up for to do a remake of that, but Frank Grillo's not attached anymore either oh i i don't i didn't see him in the, his name in the thing Uh, maybe he still is attached
1: wow. well well um well before we get into this let me just talk about like how how disappointed i am in director patrick hughes yeah go ahead because like patrick hughes like his, his first film red hill is mm-hmm. freaking phenomenal it's like a, a kind of like neo uh western like uh like action flick it's it's really really brutal and awesome it's very simple it has like a very kind of like a john carpenter um uh, assault on uh, Precinct Thirteen kind of vibe, but like Western and, uh, and and extremely gory and violent. And I I I was so impressed with like his de- his debut film, and everything that he's done since has been like action comedy. Mm-hmm. And he's not funny. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the least funniest guys like to ever make an action comedy. I don't understand why Gibbs got hired to do all these action comedies. I mean, he. For, I think the, his first film after Red Hill was Expandables Three, mm-hmm. and it just kept getting worse from there. I mean, these hitman bodyguard movies are unbearable. I don't. I. 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 I this movie's gonna be garbage just because <laughs> okay. of Patrick Hughes.
0: <laughs> do, uh, do you think it's because the, how about if this is uh, the raid is not a comedy? Maybe there. Uh, this is straight out just an action remake.
1: Well, this—well, this I guess we'll find out with the casting, right? When they started, it's, um, who's, is it going to be, uh, Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds? In, in <laughs> and Salma Hayek and, uh, everyone else.
0: <laughs> Rich, what are you saying? Oh, this, um, this film is, uh, uh, going to be written by, uh, Patrick Hughes and he hasn't written since the uh, Red Hill. Um, mm-hmm. but, the uh, so all those movies that he's, he's, uh, directed, he never wrote, but, so still, let's hope
1: that they were just paychecks for him yeah but still so doesn't, this, doesn't this is a, a, a passion project return to form because this, this guy can make a really badass gory flick i mean is red hill is a really underrated action movie in my opinion it's no derade. <laughs> it's no derade. Yeah, if, the raid but the raid this if is he gonna can be like a cool like badass gory like gun you know guns a blazing action movie i could get behind that i mean because i you're not going to top the raid but if you could do something that's like different american and like gory that still kind of like captures the uh, brutality of the ra- original raid movies and i mean i might be okay with that if, if it's different enough but um i just don't have that much faith in patrick hughes because of his last couple of movies mm-hmm. i i i hope i hope that this is a, a, a true return of form for him but um isn't this also a Plan of Dooms movie? <laughs> yeah it's michael bay still producing this yes
0: yeah so i don't know it might just be another kind of like uh uh you know district 13 or or even um dread um like kind of thing you know all set up in a building where, where- well i, I i think this is interesting that 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 netflix is on to just distribute this i mean i think that's interesting because netflix has you know now with their other action films i really find their 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 original action films not all that great red notice was a film that i was really really disappointed with so i think i think this i think they don't care if the script is any good as long as you get you know a couple big names in in the cast and you know as long as there's some really big kind of action sequences that's all they care about and i think it'll do good because red notice was a huge hit for netflix and i could see the raid remake with a, like ryan, ryan reynolds who knows you know i could see that being a, a huge hit for for netflix but uh yeah uh, i just wanted to just point that that little thing out because i i because i thought joe Car- carneyhan or at least frank grillo i thought frank grillo was still attached to it but i, I guess not i guess. I guess it's just they went to a totally different direction for this one. <clears throat> on, on a side note, on a side note, Hitman's uh, Wife's Bodyguard, the screenwriter, his uh-huh. name his name was Brandon Murphy. He passed away this week as well. <laughs> he was four. He was forty three. It's unfortunate. There's no. There's we don't know why he was found dead. But uh, he was a screenwriter who co-wrote the the the, the screenplay of last uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard last year. He was working on his director directing debut, a horror thriller called Snow Valley, which was in post production at the time of his death. So uh, let's let's talk about some of the things uh, that uh, some of the trailers that came out this week. Uh, the uh, one of the big ones was Bel Air. Uh, this is the kind of uh, remake of. The Fresh Prince of Bear. Let me play a clip of the trailer. Yo, Uncle Phil!
1: Glad you're safe, we'll talk later.
0: Cuz Yo!
1: Is this really baby Ashley? You're a long way from home, Mom. Oh, Tim. How you been? You know, thriving. I hope uh, one day we can talk about why you're really here. Do you know why I'm here from Philly?
0: on the court. Got nasty. <laughs> Was it you? you now some bad man from philly He wanted to deal with you. So this is a Peacock original series. Uh the first episode, or maybe the first three episodes, the first two episodes is gonna be released after the Super Bowl. And so the big that's a prime spot. Uh this is kind of uh a, it's produced by Will Smith, and this is uh, was created by a guy named Morgan Cooper, who directed or made a mock t- uh, trailer called Bel-, Bel Air, which was this dramatic take on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And because that trailer got so many views, millions of views, he was able to sign a deal with Will Smith, and they created this series. What was your thoughts on watching the trailer?
1: Looks like crap. <laughs> well, tell us why, though. Um, well, they're taking, they're taking something that was, in my opinion, essentially a parody, Mm -hmm. a little parody trailer, and taking it way too seriously. (laughs) Like, I, I, I don't, this whole movie, this whole series just looks like a joke, and I don't, I can't get past it. I don't, I don't think I can look at the, at the Fresh Prince as a drama, but, um, were you a big know. fan of we'll the pres- fresh prince yeah i i, I love the show but i mean i know that i know there were like dramatic elements but this just looks like parody to me mm-hmm. um and yeah I, I can't take it seriously to me it felt like uh
0: empire or uh you know a lot of these kind of black blackish it felt like like blackish and the, or these type of shows that uh, that were good in the beginning. I I like Empire and and Blackish was things that I saw in the first season, but they got too serious and too kind of self-aware and they became more kind of soap opera and particularly Empire where I just kind of had to, you know, stop watching it. And so this right off off the bat
1: uh, felt like a soap opera. I definitely don't see the blackish comparison but well, the empire uh, I agree with. Black-ish, empire I agree with 100%. Well, blackish in the sense
0: that we're dealing with very, you know these rich uh, African Americans and he, Will Smith or you know the Will Smith character in Be- uh, Bel-Air. he is from the streets of Philly. I don't know, I thought I thought that was such a strange it seems like they're kind of like uh making fun of the poor people in this in this in this trailer, you know, like, uh, you're from the poor neighborhood. If ew. ew. That's well what they I, did that on the show on the Fresh well, Prince. It, it, but he, the thing about the Fresh Prince was that um that was used as a, that was a used no it was used as a joke. I mean the oh. the rich people were kind of the joke, right? They were kind of like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Will Smith was the 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 streetwise guy and he's going to school them. This seems like they're schooling the those the, the guy from Philly, right? So I think it's totally like reverse and they, I it felt like they totally didn't understand the the comedy and why what made that 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 series The Fresh Prince so such a popular series because it's really kind of this guy from this uh, the low economic neighborhood from the streets, he is actually the the, the smarter one, or he
1: is actually the cl- the more clever one than the rich people, you know. And here, it's... And I, you know, and I'm sure that when in the show they will get that to to that point eventually, because uh, I like obviously I haven't seen the show, but I mean you could kind of tell from the from just the actor they cast in the trailer that he is supposed to maybe be like a little a little nerdy a little geeky or whatever mm-hmm. uh, he's like maybe like a smart kid and uh, maybe uh, gets good grades and um i i'm i'm pretty sure they're just they're they're going an angle where you know he's he's just you know uh i, I don't know he's he, he he's he's new right he's the new kid and i'm sure in a couple episodes in you know the will that that clowns all these guys will come out or whatever but they're they're going to they're going to the slow route, right? <laughs> He's probably not going to become the that will till the final episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It just seems I don't know. I I just found
0: it so kind of just odd that that they're that they kind of the 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 roles have been reversed in a, in a sense. But um I don't know. It's a uh, I'm not interested it's it's uh, it's um, i don't know it's still kind of a weird trailer i i I didn't didn't like it but um it
1: it looks it looks like a parody but i mean i i'm 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 still gonna watch the first episode just to just to give it give it a go see what's going on uh how about you mike are you gonna watch the first episode or not even that if it's 30 minutes i'll check it out it better be 30 (laughs) minutes it better not be an hour long (laughs) no it
0: would be an hour
1: if it's three, it looks, it a two a two hours it looks horrible, uh, it, looks horrible. it looks like a lifetime movie it's horrible yeah it does it does and it should have just been a lifetime movie i don't understand why they're making this a series because the popularity of will smith
0: there you go next door i don't know <laughs> i
1: mean i mean look at look at king richard
0: oh yeah well yeah. i mean uh, i mean the fact look that at,
1: w- look at just look at will smith's box office in general over the past decade well i think there were there were i think his i think his biggest hit of the past decade was bright <laughs> <laughs> no i think his big hit
0: was the uh, was the reunion of the fresh prince of bel air <laughs> that was his big hit but uh david ayer's suicide squad <laughs> yeah yeah um all right, let's get to our next uh trailer uh x are you all right no
1: boys found this inside what do you think is on it i see one goddamn fucked up horror picture all
0: right so this is the latest from ty west he is kind of a horror director but he hasn't really directed anything since uh the valley of violence it's a, it's a western uh, i
1: never saw that one
0: in the valley of violence which came out in 2016 he's kind of been stuck doing some uh I don't know some television stuff uh, for yeah. the last couple of years, uh, but now he's back with this uh, feature film. In uh, the Valley of Violence is actually pretty good. Uh, it's a it's yeah, a really good, really great kind of uh, cult western with uh, John Travolta and Ethan Hawke Ethan Hawke in with a dog which is even the best <laughs> So he's back with this and he's back at doing horror this is feels like in the vein of uh, the Texas Change chainsaw massacre it's something that it feels like a, in the retro style of that kind of 70s exportation he's horror always, films He's always
1: doing something he's always doing something different with his horror films but they're always like there always seems to be like a, a very like a love for the past like in uh, The House of the Devil of the devil i mean really feels like a, a horror film from like a from a bygone era like it's just it feels like a horror film that was just discovered from like 40 years ago or whatever mm-hmm. it's um and the, and it looks like he's very much kind of doing something like that uh with here again but like it this feels like it's kind of like a again like another kind of 1970s horror film and um i think it looks fantastic yeah i think it looks really fantastic i think the cast he's assembled is very uh they, they they all seem like they're going to be uh, really good in the in, in the movie, uh, especially uh, Mia Goth, and um, yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think um, I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean the cast is pretty strong because you got
0: Mia Goth, you got Kid Cudi, you got Gina, Jenna Ortega, Brittany Snow, Martin Martin and Henderson. <laughs> surprisingly, uh, they all play kind of this uh, film crew of an adult. Uh, shoot adult they're making an adult film and they're are going to they're using a a kind of remote uh farmhouse Mm -hmm. in texas and they find out that like the 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 owners of of this farmhouse are kind of psychopaths i guess and yeah it really feels like kind of like a throwback of some of those same 70s exploitation horror films that uh that ty west is kind of is known for loving right so Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree. This looks really terrific. It came out of nowhere. I did not expect this, and it's an A A two film, which you know that brings a certain uh you know quality, I guess prestige, prestige. Yes, so I think I think it's uh, this might be a sleeper. You know, uh, something that we didn't expect, but might be something that everyone's going to be talking about soon. Yeah, that old lady's creepy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree. It it, it looks. It, it looks cool i mean uh, uh i agree with everything and and, and i, and I like uh ty west uh, western film and i'm looking forward to this and it's and I, and I hope it is good all right i'd be surprised if it isn't good <laughs> uh is there any trailers you've seen this week that you want to talk about studio 66 six. you want to talk about studio 66 yeah it looks terrible it looks oh, well, oh, you know. oh, describe it though describe it Describe it. the foo fighters film that the, the one that uh Open Road was an open road paid, uh, an uh, exclusive, uh, hell of a, uh, outrageous. (laughs) They guaranteed him 2,000 (laughs) screens for this film. And, uh, I I, I think, why? I know, I think (laughs) this is gonna, uh, this is gonna, I know Dave Girl could sell anything. But well, this is gonna be impossible. I mean, <laughs> well, uh, well, let me explain that uh, this is feels like a companion piece to his uh, latest studio album, The Foo Fighters' latest studio album. It was it was shot during the the same house that they recorded that album. They, they decided to make a horror comedy with some of their comedian comedian friends. I'm not sure who's the director, but it really seems uh, a odd movie. Coming mm-hmm. from the Foo Fighters, I don't think they're known for their love of horror, but it's they did this really kind of horror comedy, and I found it such an odd trailer, and an odd idea, and an odd project, and it doesn't make any sense, but I think I want to see it, though. <laughs> <But> <laughs> what?! what? I think I to, I I would see it. I'm not going through the movie theaters to see this. I'll, I'll definitely wait until it comes on VOD or whatever. I'm,
1: I'm surprised this is this is really getting a theatrical release because it feels like something that would like I haven't even seen the trailer yet. I honestly, I just I just read about the movie. I heard the I heard the premise was we talked about it before um on on the YouTube channel and. um it, it just sounded so incredibly stupid from the premise <laughs> that you that you read on on that on that episode and then I, the other day um i went to the movie theaters and i saw a giant poster for this in the theater and i was just like oh my god like why, why? <laughs> like this is this is really coming out like this is a real thing i don't and mean. um it seemed like they were
0: going for like a, a what we do in the shadows type of a, a horror comedy but in the trailer it just fails miserably and it, it's uh they're supposed to be playing themselves of course but uh no
1: think, no no do no you, I mean, do you think they were trying to do like uh like we're trying to follow in the st- footsteps of the ramones and rock and roll high school and like uh you know what What are these other like rock and roll movies that featured bands in them or uh Detroit Kiss. Rock <laughs> Duty, the movie <laughs> featuring kids yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think they're trying to do that like following in those footsteps to me if they just more, took it too far if, if for me if for me it feels like a really bad
0: uh, uh impersonation of, of of something like tenacious d or something like that yeah
1: and oh i forgot and dave Grohl has such a close relationship with jack black and, mm-hmm. and the tenacious d really and, 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 and you know, in the movie this and movie and, and he does the live concerts with them mm-hmm.
0: and, th- and this movie needed something like uh jack black to appear. jack black yeah, yeah this
1: this would this would probably be a much better if it was like a, a tenacious d movie and it just featured the foo fighters like as themselves in the in a significant role or whatever like in yeah like in the third act or something like that and and also have it written by you know like uh uh, uh jack black and his people and yeah and maybe maybe maybe
0: of course jack black was busy but i'm sure you know if he was busy uh well who knows he uh, might really, he, they, he they, might they, show they up he might show up who we don't know okay yeah but i mean i yeah, think it does have a cameo in it i mean the the premise is kind of odd because they're they're recording an the album in this whole in this house which which appears to be haunted and then all of a sudden dave Grohl is possessed by a demon <laughs> and then he it seems like he kills the uh, the rest of his band me- members uh mm-hmm. his bandmates and uh, i don't know it's just i they're trying to make the make like, the ultimate rock or uh, you know heavy metal rock album
1: and uh, i don't know it's just it's its just very odd it sounds so stupid <laughs> <laughs> and this is a companion and this is a companion piece to to their latest album their latest album was so awful mm-hmm. the uh, you, medicine at midnight that thing was Oh God! That album made me hate the Foo Fighters. Like <laughs> this, this, would be inter- uh, This would be an interesting uh, trio
0: to see in front of Scream to see how the how, 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 how the horror fans are going <sighs> to either laugh at this or what. I mean this would this would have been much better if they were you know in their twenties or their thirties. Uh, absolutely, and, you know. Yeah. I mean, now that they're in their 50s I guess. Yeah, uh, like, I my mean, grandkids. It, it, so it, se- yeah. it seems so odd like having these old rockers doing like kind of a horror movie, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's just a weird weird film. All right, let's uh let's end the episode with our review of Tender Bar, which is the new original Amazon film. Uh Rich pull up uh the information for Tinder Bar for us. Look at get the, the, synops- the, official synopsis and the cast and crew. All that's good stuff. Tender bar, a 1972, nine-year-old J.R. McGuire moves into his grandfather's dilapidated house in Long Island, New York, searching for a father figure. He fails under the unconventional tutelage of his uncle, Charlie, uh, charismatic Oh, I'm sorry. He falls under the <laughs> not fails. He <laughs> falls under the unconventional tutelage of his uh, uncle Charlie, a charismatic, self-educated bartender who introduces him to a handful of the bar's colorful regulars. As the years pass and Jr. grows into a young man, he tries to fulfill his dream of becoming a writer. And Uncle Charlie is played by Ben Affleck, who just got nominated for a SAG Award for his for this for uh, this. For this movie, yeah. For this role. And so th- this is also directed by his good friend, George Clooney. And did he write it? He didn't write this, did he? Oh, uh, no, no, it's the departed gu- the guy. William Monaghan. Yeah. And this is based on uh, a memoir by, um, who's the memoir? Uh, J.R. Uh, Mor- Moringer? Moringer. Yeah. And uh, who else is in the cast who plays the the J. in the in the film? Young JR is Daniel Muramiri. Uh, and, uh, also, uh, the older, uh, JR is Ty Sheridan. Uh, the mother's played by Lily Rabe, Lily Rabe or Lily Rab? I, or, I think it's Rabe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, Max Martini and, um, Max Kassellian. Yeah, Max Kassellian. <laughs> um, um, uh, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, Lloyd. yeah. Christopher Lloyd's in it. He plays the grandfather. Uh, yeah, so look, I think the best way to describe this film was, uh, I heard a critic once, uh, I heard a critic said this, and I think this is actually the best way to describe this film. It's uh, it, it's like if George Clooney directed an episode of The Wonder Years, and I think that's exactly what you get with Tender Bar, which is now available on Amazon Prime. Uh, we watched this film uh, a couple days ago. Uh, what's your thoughts? Let's start with Raymond. I think you like this
1: movie more than we did but go ahead uh no I, I didn't necessarily like the movie all that much i just was <laughs> expecting it to be a really bad movie based <laughs> off a lot of the reviews that i'd seen and um it, it's it's not that bad it's it's pretty it's pretty decent especially the first half um i really liked uh, the movie in the first half when it's basically um i guess ty sheridan's character jr uh, n- kind of narrating his life and it kind of had a little bit of a Forrest Scump aspect to me, like if it, this character just narrating his life and we're going through his childhood and this big relationship that he has with his uncle uh, played by Ben Affleck and I really, really love Ben Affleck in this movie. I think this is like one of his uh, better performances and um, whenever he's in the movie, which is basically the entire first half, I think this movie was like really came alive and was great. Unfortunately, the second half is just basically more just, it's basically just Ty Sheridan and like following him through his, his 20s and stuff and while it was not bad it was fine it just wasn't all that great original or special so the second half for me just kind of was like eh, Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. but the first half was just like pretty fantastic i i enjoyed it um it's an okay movie let me ask you this do you think this is kind of almost the
0: flip side of that one movie that came out uh, the ron howard movie hillbilly elegy it's kind of almost mm. the, the like kind of the very the, similar the long island version of this mo- of that movie
1: i i well, was they're both memoirs that's
0: yeah. true it's all kind of coming of age uh kind of traditional kind of story arc i think this is much better than hillbilly elegy which i think is just a horrible movie <laughs> i just uh <laughs> you know well it's mainly because the the the, the boy in that film i uh, the, the young actor who plays the boy in that film uh i i didn't like him <laughs> i just could not relate to that character but uh in this film i think that yeah I, I i think you're absolutely right ben affleck's probably the best part of this film and he has you know has i think the last couple of film roles that he has done really shows that he's growing and has become a really great i, I think he's really a good character actor and this yeah. is just only proves that he's getting better with age
1: uh, re- it almost re- seems like he's like his acting is becoming like therapeutic for him.
0: Yeah, I know. It seems like, especially this movie and the the way way back or the long way back. What's that movie called? The way back. The way back. Yeah, that seems like another one that hits a little close to home but i really loved him in this movie because he he's someone who i relate to you know a, a bachelor at heart <laughs> uh, someone who's uh you know i always dreamed of owning a bar myself i mean i think all my <laughs> friends uh, wanted to do that at one point everybody did uh, yeah everybody did I, but i see that's why i would have loved about if this movie would just stick with that young boy and his relationship with his uncle and really just you know i could have just saw the whole movie just that that portion but I, I, I just really got confused with the time jumps. I mean, it sometimes it jumps forward in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the, uh, the the Ty Sheridan character at one point is. Um, we see him going to college and mm-hmm. and then sometimes it jumps back and it jumps forward jumps back to the little boy and i go what's i don't know man i just, i didn't i i was gonna
1: i wasn't confused i, I had i fall i followed it much uh much easier than uh little women just because in little women they looked exactly <laughs> the same the entire movie like i was like wait isn't 10 years later <laughs> well i wasn't that confused they, they would ju- they would always they would always just ch- change the hair a little bit in little <laughs> women they're like oh that changing the hair like that that means that they're 10 years older <laughs>
0: right well i i wasn't that confused but i just felt disjointed with the with the some of the editing choices here if and it like like i mean i think the you know it is a, an episode of the wonder years i think that's a great yeah. way to kind of describe it and that, which is not bad i mean i think it's an okay like i said this i think this is an okay film it's not the greatest film but i think uh uh ben affleck is the best part of it and he deserves that um sag award rich what's your thoughts yeah i agree it's a, it's it's uh it's a tv movie it, it really is. I mean, it's it's sort of it's sort it's of a, got that a, same. It's an ABC TV movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's sort of got that. Um, but it looks good though. You know, I mean, it's a well yeah. well made movie. But it's sort of, sort it's of like that nice uh,
0: uh, being the Ricardos kind of feel. It's got like, like it's um yeah it's it's, it's, it's a, perfect for Amazon Prime really yeah yeah yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but I agree that uh, it, this is uh, as far as acting goes. Uh, this is Ben Affleck's year with uh, with movies that you know didn't do shit in the box. Office. <laughs> I mean, the tender bar and the the last duel. These are both and, good uh, performances by him. And uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> and, yeah, of course. But, but as far as George Clean's direction, um, I thought he did probably his best in a long time because that's uh, a good point. That's a good point. Um, And I really, I really hope he's improving because according to the IMDb, he's doing an episode of Moon Knight. <laughs> He's directing oh, an episode of Moon Knight. Really? So I hope he doesn't mess that one up. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, if it's real. I mean, who knows? I need to be. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, all the actors did fine. Uh, I mean, but Ben Affleck stole, stole the movie. And the little kid for being yeah, a nobody. The little kid
1: was good. Huh? Yeah, that's good. the little kid was really good. That's a good thing you remember to bring him up.
0: The little kid, yeah, thought, who, yeah he was great. who got discovered on uh, Jimmy Kimmel live. I mean, Ty for,
1: Sheridan w- was good too, but I mean, it's just his storyline was just for me. So generic, you know what I mean? Like the times yeah. have we seen this before?
0: Yeah, it's definitely no almost famous. So it's, 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 yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, Well, t- t- tell us about the kid, Richard, uh, the, the little boy who, who was found Daniel, in- Daniel Ranieri. He, uh, did a skit for, uh, Jimmy Kimmel live when I think he was in, in, uh, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm um so he did a skit where he where he uh, uh, cusses. It was a, yeah it was a video that he that he shared online and that jimmy picked up and that and, okay. did, and yeah. i think so that's
1: the the story where it went he went viral and then he brought him in right
0: and george clooney who being a big jim Kimmel fan whatever brent yeah and uh calls up the show and asks for uh to, to to who that kid was and they did a search because they didn't know it was you know well they got the exchanged information so yeah Yeah, but uh, they had a a search high and low because they didn't really um, kept in touch with them right away because they they thought, you know, usually those things are just a one shot deal. But um, uh, luckily they found him and it took a while, but I guess they found him in uh you know now it's uh, acting history <laughs> so his his next role will probably be on uh, the new harry potter <laughs> <laughs> the harry potter remake yeah. the it's set in Mar- in america it's set yeah. in uh, yeah. long island <laughs> long, long yeah uh, yeah, I think I think I think you're right about George Clooney. I think maybe this is probably one of his better films because I I don't really like him as a director. In fact, his directing career makes me scratch my head about how he continues <laughs> to be able to direct because he has never really kind of made it a, a a big hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there are critical hits, but most of the time they're just kind of okay films. Uh, this is probably yeah a little bit better than most, uh, but I because but I, because like Clooney is like from the South. I think he's he was born in Kentucky, and I think he well, maybe was raised in Ohio. He, I don't I don't think maybe he was the right person to tell this particular story, this kind of Long Island, New York, working class story. So the movie itself feels a little kind of generic or you know it feels like a tv movie where it's not it's, it's not grounded in some kind of reality but maybe that's the idea or maybe because george Clooney is from t- tv that's how he that's how he sees kind of these type of movies or these type, type type of uh coming of age stories because it is a little over uh melodramatic and sentiment or sentimental mm-hmm. but um do you like do you not like uh conventions of a dangerous mind i didn't see that movie actually oh okay
1: that's the I mean, one I, I think that's probably his best movie
0: I, you know what i have to watch it because i'm a fan of sam rockwell is this rockwell
1: yeah yeah
0: man. yeah yeah i'm a fan yeah. of sam rockwell and and uh yeah
1: that's the one thing i
0: yeah that's you know there's it's funny there's yeah but most
1: of his most of his movies are just like okay though like they're just like they're not terrible they're not bad they're just kind of in the middle like ides of march and uh monuments men they're not bad movies yeah but they're not they're not great either But good night, good night,
0: and good luck. Good, good night, good luck. Got a lot of praise, and I watched that one, and I didn't, I didn't see that much. um, It, it wasn't
1: underwhelming.
0: uh, Yeah, it was, it was underwhelming. Yeah, exactly. But let's let's talk a little bit about Ben Affleck because I think it's interesting that in this this part and the 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 roles he's been picking, I'm just fascinated by how him how he is growing up to growing up to be a a really good actor i mean when we used to when we saw him as matt damon and and, and ben affleck those you know the pairing i think the common consensus was that matt damon was actually the better actor but i now i see maybe it's the other way around maybe ben affleck is the better actor now what's your thoughts on that well the last duel was just the the hair man it was just the (laughs) hair they really fucked up with that matt damon uh, haircut i mean Well, I got, Um, I got theories on why that, that bomb, but go ahead, go ahead and finish Matt Matt Damon has a little, just a a little bit more range. Um, uh, Ben Affleck can play Ben Affleck roles. Okay. Okay. He can play Ben Affleck. You need, you need Ben Affleck. You know exactly what you're going to get Matt Damon. He could do a little bit of difference, you know, um, but don't go too, you know, don't make him, uh, you know, whatever it wasn't, uh, uh, the great wall, the great yeah, sc- wall, like yeah. I think he a Scottish accent. He was doing, no, <laughs> yeah. no but I think I actually like Matt Damon in the, the duo as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it's, it's just, it was just the hair. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was just, yeah. Uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts on, on, on uh, on, uh,
1: Affleck's career right now as he gets older? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he he's he's great <laughs> mm-hmm. i've always liked ben affleck though i mean i've liked him you know in, in the 90s and they, they dazed and confused and the kevin smith movies mm-hmm. i mean he's fantastic in Chase and chasing amy and um so it's it's really no surprise Guy's a great actor mm-hmm. i mean he's clearly drawing from his own life mm-hmm so I mean, these would be his best performances.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, well, every time he gets a chance to really kind of draw on some personal issues, that it really shows, and it really shows that it comes from a genuine place, and that's what you like to see in acting. You like to see kind of real emotions,
1: and kind of, that's what we get. And, yeah, uh, but you know, you know what's a Ben Affleck movie that that was like? It's a great movie, but a performance that was kind of like. Ah, okay, like, what, what's that what was it? Argo. <laughs> and i think it's because, like uh interesting yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a it's a great movie it's a great movie and he's good in the movie but it's not like one of his best performance and then a couple years later he did gone girl and he's phenomenal in gone girl right but it's like in gone girl it's like you know he, he, there's like the, all this like relationship stuff and like now mm-hmm. we know about a lot of like what was really going on with him <laughs> and um mm-hmm. <laughs> and no and i'm, I'm just saying like th- he was probably drawing a lot from real life and gone girl and like argo like he's just like having fun <laughs> he's just like goofing off It felt like maybe he wasn't right for that
0: part i
1: mean i
0: think that was a well, latino yeah, he, he's he, a he, latino yeah he was
1: totally miscast in argo i mean he can it's his movie it's his movie he can do whatever he wants right but <laughs> whatever he's he's the only weak spot about that film
0: <laughs> he could um uh, he could definitely play the uh, like remember he he played Jack Ryan, the sum of all fears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he, if he did, I mean, if he did the sum of all fears now, I mean, he, he might actually be better. Mm. I think every time yeah. he's Jack Ryan, I think I think the my thoughts of about his early career was that he he could really play the asshole perfectly. Like he was <laughs> great. Like in days and Confused, he was like the perfect asshole. In uh, uh, Mall
1: Rats, and was that's imp- why that's why Kevin Smith wrote him Chasing Amy, you know, because right.
0: like he was tired of playing the asshole. Yeah, and Mall Rats, he was the perfect asshole. But yeah, uh, when we saw him in Chasing Amy, where he was able to like uh, just be kind of the romantic elite or so, or you know, in a slacker kind of way, I go, oh, shit this guy could uh, do a little bit of things. I was really impressed by his performance in um, The, the Last Duel, he's a Nazi, no, 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 yeah, no, um, um, in the Shakespeare, um. <laughs> Shakespeare in oh, love Shakespeare in love. Love. Yeah. love Shakespeare yeah it's incredible performance I go wow this guy is great and and this is and perfect is like perfect it's a small role he doesn't have to be the lead and I very think, douchey in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's I think that's the perfect spot for him you know he doesn't have to be the lead he could be in this kind of co-starring parts these kind of character parts and he yeah you know, that's that's what he is. In, that's what he is in this Tender Bar. He's kind of a co-starring part. That's what he is in Last Duel, kind of more, kind of glorified uh, cameo, really. But it, he really could really be really great in these small parts,
1: and I think that's maybe his future, or at least you know. So, so, were you saying is Ben Affleck should steer clear away from roles like Surviving Christmas? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> I think those days were over for him. I don't think he wants to do those.
0: Uh, they, no um, i know in uh G- Jiggly. <laughs> <laughs> well did you hear about his because he's on you know he's promoting this movie he's been in a lot of interviews you hear about him mm-hmm. talking about the flash the flash movie
1: yeah he says this, uh, some of his best stuff that he's done as the characters and they're going to be in that film and again it's going to be a small part you know he's not going to be he's mm-hmm. not the lead and i think i think he's bookending the movie essentially
0: right i'm assuming i don't know i don't know but you know he has said that he finally got the character right and he's very happy with his performance he doesn't know what they're going to do with that performance if it's going to be cut down or be cut out or whatever but he's very satisfied and it seems like he's you know as we know it i think we have the feeling that this is might be the last time we see him as batman so i think he's really for a while hopefully just for 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 not you know for you know hopefully he comes Always. back yeah hopefully he comes back yeah. but i think i think uh, um yeah i think he's very happy if if this is his last time he plays batman and so that's interesting and you know what for and for
1: now i'm happy seeing him do roles like the tender bar i hope he does you know work like this like in the tender bar and uh the way back in slightly better films because like he is giving i think award like oscar worthy performances but you know the way back didn't get the nomination and i don't i don't think the tender bars going to get the nomination i think a big part is because these movies just don't have the eyeballs or the prestige of a lot of oscar films but his performance is totally awards worthy and i hope that his next film is really one that uh i guess captures the um uh i don't know the, the academy or whatever it captures like uh, all of hollywood or <laughs> captures the right people because uh he, he he's doing some of his best work right now i think so too well, his
0: next one of his next films is called hypnotic and he plays a detective. And this is a synopsis, a quick synopsis, a detective investigates a mystery involved in his missing daughter and a secret government program. And the director is Robert Rodriguez. Oh, well, he still has that one film that that he shot a while back with his former girlfriend. What was it? Uh, Anna, Anna DeGarmis.
1: Oh, uh, I, yeah, I that's, that's uh, yeah. That's it. Oh, that's that- never coming out. <laughs> Oh, is that it
0: oh oh no i'm sorry uh at least at least braga that's what i saw um no there yeah there was he has another movie called deep water is that it
1: is that the, yeah, that's the anim- that's the end of the armist film i think it was that's directed never by coming out,
0: adrian Lyon, yeah and the Armus, yeah yeah
1: that's that's never coming
0: out <laughs> yeah i don't think, i don't know what's going on with that movie. that's gonna be a very awkward promotional <laughs> time for him <laughs> to promote that movie <laughs> uh okay tinder bar let's grade it uh i'll give this a c plus i think it's a it's a recommendation i think you'll have a good time watching it i don't think it's the best movie of the year and i, I think the best part is ben affleck and his performance and i think uh, uh it's it's a if you like the wonder years i think you will you will like this <laughs> movie uh what's your what's your grade rich yeah i thought it was a it was a it was an okay movie i'll probably just give it a c plus it's it's a um uh, and it's all, all because of ben affleck he's the most entertaining part and he is uh in the movie for enough t- uh, screen time as well so it's 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 not like you're never you're, you're um never rolling your eyes going when is this going to end you know kind of movie so
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's fine with me i mean it, it it's an okay movie
1: raymond what's your what's your grade yeah i'm going back and forth between the c plus and b minus uh but i guess i'll just go c plus also um it's yeah it's a decent movie it would be a much higher grade if that second half was a bit more original and also maybe if ben affleck just was in the second half a bit more because he basically just cameos a bit in the second half yeah but um yeah it's it's not it's not that bad it's not one of Clooney's uh you know best it's not when it's not it's not better than his first film the confessions of a dangerous mind but it's slightly better than monuments men i guess (laughs) Mm
0: mm-hmm uh, before we go, let's really quick do, does Ben Affleck has a, a chance or, or, you know, he, is there a, a possibility that he'll get nominated for an Oscar
1: for this, this, for this part? I don't think so. I think the movie's just not seen by enough people. It's been too, uh, it's, this is like a spirit award type of movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: It, it, it depends because, um, uh, the Academy awards is sometimes usually they vote for their friends just like the sag and he got a sag nomination so i would say it's it's very possible because they like everyone likes ben affleck i mean as far as the actors go and uh and he wasn't two good performances that um didn't get a lot of looks so (laughs)
1: yeah
0: um well i was very shocked by that sag award or nomination and if he does get nominated, I could see, I already see the the headlines. This is his uh, comeback, right? This is his, so a lot of people, uh, Hollywood loves comeback stories, and that would be a, one way to do, to tell this story, right? But yeah, so I wouldn't count him out, but I, uh, no, it's, but a, it's it, a, it's a, yeah, it's a. It's, it's a, under, and it's Amazon, so they got enough money to promote the hell out of it. So they could, you know, there's, there's ads up the asset for, from Amazon. So everyone could. Who who's gonna vote could think of ben affleck to you know vote it could happen you're saying it's a possibility it's a possibility all right so that was this episode of insight flicks a long discussion about what's going on in movies and thank you for listening we'll be back with a you know another weekly discussion hopefully soon all right take care uh take care and uh i guess brush your hair right <laughs> that's how it goes all right bye-bye